Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, Serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety. Thank you for joining me today. Hope you had a fantastic week. And I know we are going to have a fantastic day today because I have got a show that is jam-packed just for you. Later in the show, I have a guest from Sherwin-Williams. And you're probably wondering, Sherwin-Williams, they sell paint. What does that have to do with patient safety? Oh, you are going to be surprised. So that's coming up. But for right now, we are going to head into the show because it's time for the healthcare hazards of the week. A healthcare hazard of the week with a topic that is always dear to my heart, and that is infection prevention. It's an important component to patient safety and healthcare safety in general because it's actually something we can be proactive about, something that is within our control. So when I received this email that I'm about to share with you, I had to laugh for a moment because obviously what I discussed via the airwaves really made this person not only stop and think, but caused her to change her behavior and empowered her to become an advocate for herself. Here's the letter I received last week. It says, Pat, I listen to your shows every Saturday morning in Cleveland. But anyway, I wanted to let you know how you've changed my life. I no longer open a public bathroom door without using a paper towel. I no longer have lemon slices in my ice water at a restaurant without worrying about the bacteria on the lemon peel. I can't use the remote in a hotel room because I don't know what the last person was doing while flipping through the movie channels. I can't sit down on the hotel bedspread because I can only imagine what has happened on it since it was last washed. I have trouble shaking hands with someone who has been driving 
because the number one pastime while driving alone is picking one's nose, although cell phone usage may be overtaking the number one spot. I can't touch a woman's purse for fear she has placed it on the floor of a public bathroom. Also, now I have to scrub the top of every can I open to avoid bacteria falling into my food. And thanks to you, Pat, I give my washing machine a mouthwash to get rid of the peanut-sized E. coli that accumulates after doing loads of underwear. I no longer check the coin return on payphones because I could be pricked with a needle infected with AIDS. When I go shopping, I no longer use the baby seat to store my items thanks to your advice about baby bottoms and dirty diapers. Pat, thanks to you, I feel brave enough to ask my doctor to wash his hands before he examines me, and I was never able to do that before. In fact, I've learned so much from your radio programs that I feel much more confident whenever I use the healthcare system. Even though some of this is scary, you've given me a voice that I now use with confidence and authority. So thank you. Well, I thought this was a fun email as it highlighted just a few of our infection prevention conversations this past year, and it points to the fact that there is so much we need to know in order to be stewards of our own good health. And as I've said before, I'm not here to scare you, just to prepare you. Now, before we leave this email, for those who may have missed the show that talked about some of these things, I'd like to offer some of my short comments. She says, I could no longer open a public bathroom door without using a paper towel. And I say, that only makes sense. When you do a good job and wash your hands prior to leaving a restroom and then touch the door handle used by so many who don't wash their hands, you're contaminating your freshly washed hands again. Doesn't make sense, does it? And that's called cross-contamination. She says, I no longer have lemon slices in my ice water at a restaurant without worrying about the bacteria on the lemon peel. And I say, can you imagine how many unwashed hands may have touched that piece of lemon? Or how old it is? Or did anyone wash the lemon rind to begin with? No thanks. I just bring my own bottle of water with me in my purse. She says, I can't use the remote in a hotel room because I don't know what the last person was doing while flipping through the movie channels. And we address this often as the TV remote is the germiest object in a hospital room too. What about kids? Children are notorious for seldom washing their hands. As a solution, we offer a canister of handy plastic sleeves that you could slip right over a TV remote for a germ-free experience. And they're only $5 for a canister of 10. You can find those on the shop page of the speakupandstayalive.com website. She says, I can't sit down on the hotel bedspread because I can only imagine what has happened on it since it was last washed. Well, here's what I do. I gently pull off the bedspread and lay it in the corner and then wash my hands. Prior to entering the room, I always ask the housekeeping staff for an extra top sheet. And then I cover the nasty blanket with the clean sheet, fold it over the top so it doesn't touch my face while I'm sleeping either. Now you can lay on the bed or in it without wondering who did what on the bedspread that seldom gets laundered. She says, I have trouble shaking hands with someone who has been driving because the number one pastime while driving alone is picking one's nose, although cell phone usage may be overtaking the number one spot. Well, I say either way, noses or cell phones, shaking hands is actually just a bad practice. I always wonder, where has that hand been? And why do we need to press flesh against flesh to greet a stranger? 
It's a very bizarre practice indeed. How about a head nod or a bow? Heck, I'd even settle for a curtsy. And then she says, I can't touch any woman's purse for fear she has placed it on the floor of a public bathroom. Oh, so true. And how many women come home? And first thing, set their purse on the kitchen counter where they will soon be preparing food. Bad idea. A good practice is routinely clean the bottom and inside of your purse with disinfecting bleach wipes. Also, she says, I now have to scrub the top of every can I open to avoid bacteria falling into my food. Again, similar to the bottom of a purse, where have those cans been? Who has touched them a thousand times? Think of the dirty grocery store conveyor belt at the checkout. When you get home from shopping, grab a few bleach wipes and give the can tops a swipe. Or at the very least, rinse the tops with hot soapy water prior to opening. And don't forget to occasionally sanitize your can opener. She goes on to say, Thanks to you, I give my washing machine a mouthwash to get rid of the peanut size of E. coli that accumulates after doing loads of underwear. And she's absolutely right. Our microbiologist friend, Dr. Chuck Gerba, also known as Dr. Germ of the University of Arizona, he suggests to make your underwear load the last wash of the week and then to run an empty cycle. No clothes, just hot water and a cup or so of bleach to disinfect the inside of the drum. She said, I no longer check the coin return on payphones because I could be pricked with a needle infected with AIDS. Now, I don't remember talking about that one because I don't think there are many payphones left, but I do remember when that was an issue. The same for gumball and candy machines and pop machines. Be wary when you stick your finger in those. Well, now we have worse worries as the city of New York has turned all of their outdoor payphones into Wi-Fi hotspots radiating those that walk by with a not-so-healthy dose of radiation. Those darn payphones. When I go shopping, I no longer use the baby seat to store my items, thanks to your advice about baby bottoms and dirty diapers. And yes, studies have been done on shopping carts, so use the sanitizing wipes to thoroughly clean at least the cart handles. And pass on the baby seats. So again, she said, Pat, thanks to you, I feel brave enough to ask my doctor to wash his hands before he examines me, and I was never able to do that before. In fact, I've learned so much from your radio programs that I feel much more confident whenever I use the healthcare system. Even though some of this is scary, you've given me a voice that I now use with confidence and authority. So thank you. And I say thank you right back to all of you who listen and appreciate this program. I'm sure I'll have lots more to share with you, so keep listening. And remember, it is okay to ask your healthcare providers to wash their hands before touching you, just like the title of this radio program. You have to speak up and stay alive. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can call Pat at 440-725-5462. Hot, 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 hot. Bring the heat. And now, your host, Pat Rulo.
You're listening to Speak Up and Stay Alive, Patient Safety Radio, and I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety. To listen to previous radio programs and learn more about how to survive any healthcare or hospital encounter, visit speakupandstayalive.com. Here's a question for you. What does hospital air quality, odor elimination, infection prevention, and patient safety have to do with paint? Oh, I bet you haven't thought of this before. Traditionally considered only in terms of aesthetics, technological advancements in paint and coatings now let them deliver much more to a healthcare environment than just a soothing color. And today, our guest is going to share some innovations in paint coating technologies in hospitals or long-term care facilities to help prevent the spread of certain bacteria to reduce common indoor odors or improve air quality indoors. That's right. We are moments away from finding out how paint can take an active role in the healthcare setting. And to help us with that is Steve Revenu, Senior Vice President, Product Innovation at Sherwin-Williams. Steve has championed the company's speed-to-market initiative and has led the development of many Sherwin-Williams industry-leading products, including Paint Shield, Microbicidal Paint, Emerald Paint and Primer-in-One, and Harmony Paint, with formaldehyde-reducing and odor-eliminating technology. And I'm so interested to learn more about anything that can improve a healthcare or hospital experience. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you. It's our pleasure to have you. Well, now I found your webinar on the infection control website, and I just knew I had to learn more and share this innovation with our fans. So I'm really happy to get going today. Now, you have paints that solve many problems from antimicrobial to microbicidal to formaldehyde reducing to odor reducing, and each have a best use for different areas within a hospital or healthcare facility. And before we dig into those different uh, solutions, Let's get a better understanding of some of those words I just used. How is microbicidal different from antimicrobial and antibacterial? You know, there's a big difference between microbicidal paint and antimicrobial paint. Um, And the big difference is that many products um, may contain an antimicrobial. And what an antimicrobial does is it helps inhibit the growth of microbes such as mold and mildew on a paint film. And in essence, what it does is it actually protects the the paint itself. So it protects it from degradation of the paint film. So it kind of keeps the the paint film in, you know, a good um, stable position. Whereas a microbicidal paint, like our new product called Paint Shield, that is is totally different. Um, Paint Shield is, is a microbicidal paint. Uh, it's the first paint that kills 99.9% of bacteria, including staph, uh, E. coli, uh, within two hours of exposure on a painted surface. So it's about killing those infectious-causing type bacteria on a painted surface. See, I just find that so fascinating and so helpful and interesting because we all know the the risks of secondary infections in hospitals, and to think that maybe the paint on the walls could help is just extremely important and fascinating to me. Can you explain to us how that works? Absolutely. What Paint Shield is, is Paint Shield contains a active ingredient, which is called a quaternary ammonia compound, or quat for short. Um, This particular compound is well known in the industry um, and is used in many different sanitizers and disinfectants. Um, and it has a, is very effective at killing these types of organisms. Um, and what's new is Sherman-Williams, we were able to 
get the quaternary ammonia compound in a paint product and keep that paint product stable. Um, that's never been done before. As a matter of fact, that is patented technology that um, Sherwin-Williams now has with the Paint Shield product. So that's very exciting that you were able to combine that actually with the paint and still maintain the quality and the appearance of the paint. You know, and that's, uh, that's key. I mean, uh, to your point, not only does Paint Shield provide this added benefit of killing these organisms on the paint film, it also, you know, is still a decorative paint. It still applies just like any other, you know, paint product. So you can use a brush or a roller um, to apply the product. Um, it really doesn't require anything uh, unique in regards to the application of it. Um, it is available in a wide spectrum of, of colors, um, a lot of pastel-based type colors it's available in. So it's, uh, it, it has this added benefit, uh, which is a key feature of the product, but it, it still is a, is a paint product that provides that decorative and protection. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little more about what kind of bacterium that this paint shield actually does kill. So paint shield was designed to kill 99.9% of Staphylococcus aureus, E. coli, MRSA, VRE, and Entibacter arginase. Um, and this is all, you know, on the painted surface within uh, two hours. And I think one of the interesting parts about it is not only does it kill it at the 99.9% rate, but it really continues to kill 90% of the bacteria um, after repeated exposure. Um, and it continues to kill them for up to four years when the integrity of the surface is maintained. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that it withstands a scrubbing and cleaning. We're always looking at durability, and that was certainly built into this product. Mm -hmm. So how has it been tested for the safety of the consumer? Well, any type of product that has these types of product claims on it um, has to go through a rigorous protocol um, with the U.S. EPA in order to, A, make these claims, and ultimately you have to have an EPA registration number in order to make these claims. And part of that process is going through not only a regulatory, but certainly they look at a health, safety, and toxicological um, profile of a product. So they're reviewing all the different ingredients that go into a product to make sure that, you know, it is safe for consumer use or for whatever use the particular product is being used for. Can we talk about VOCs, the volatile organic compounds, the smell and the odor that we all experience once a room is freshly painted? And a lot of times people get headaches or eye irritation and can actually lead to longer-term serious health problems. So what about any kind of off-gassing? Paint Shield was, was formulated to meet the most stringent VOC regulations, you know, in the country. And, you know, at Sherwin-Williams, we're always looking at, you know, what is the lowest VOC that we can formulate a product for, and we always target the, the lowest standard, um, such as, you know, California standard, which is South Coast, and that's less than 50 grams per liter. I know that there are some latex paints, when they're painted on drywall, can off-gas for up to 24 months, and that would be a really long time and, and can really either initiate or exacerbate some health problems, so that's good to know that it follows the strictest VOC guidelines. Yeah, it's, uh, we, we always are focusing on... Uh, being um, with uh, design and development products with uh, with the lowest possible um, VOC mm -hmm. content as possible. Thank you. Thanks for talking about that. So, what are some appropriate places within a hospital that one would use these paints? Boy, this can be used in um, you know certainly in uh, you know patient rooms. It can be used in 
hallways, corridors, um, doctors' offices. You know, when you start thinking about healthcare beyond a hospital, you can start thinking about assisted care facilities. is a, is a great opportunity for this nursing homes. You know, another opportunity for this is, is certainly child um, child care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge opportunity. And at the end of the day, when you really think about it, um, it's a it's a product that was designed certainly with healthcare in mind, but it has a lot of opportunities outside of healthcare. You know, including that child care cruise ships are a bigger one, um, and residential even residential homes. So at the end of the day, anywhere where people gather, yes, is a great opportunity to use paint shield. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of college dorms. College dorms and schools are mm-hmm. an excellent example yep. of where this product would be um, a great product to use. Even prisons. I know that sounds bizarre, but I, I was trying to think of all the different applications, as you say, where people gather and it would tend to maybe not be so clean. Yeah, and uh, you know, another one that uh, we've seen um, has have had a lot of interest in it when you start talking about schools, but even athletic facilities and uh, yes. uh, are a huge opportunity as well. Wow, so this really isn't just for healthcare uh, situations at all. And why would someone want to use this in their home? Would it be an appropriate product for home use? Absolutely. I mean, uh, Paint Shield is ideal for any residence, um, especially when you start looking at kitchens and bathrooms and laundry rooms and, you know, any of those types of rooms where, um, you know, these particular organisms could be present. Mm -hmm. Absolutely anywhere, really. Let's talk about formaldehyde that is found in some paints that causes another layer of health hazards. You have some paints. I guess it's not the paint shield. Is it a different paint that is formaldehyde reducing? Oh, it is a different paint. It's actually our Harmony um, product line. And our Harmony product line um, is designed to reduce odors as well as reduce the formaldehyde content that's present in a room. And formaldehyde can be present from many different building products, whether, you know, it could be, you know, new carpet, it could be wood, um, it could be vinyl type substrates. Uh, it, it can come, you know, from a lot of different areas. And what Harmony was designed to do is to reduce the formaldehyde that's present um, in a particular room. So that's another type of paint that you have. And then is there another that uh, specifically targets mold and mildew? Um, Well, we have, you know, many different products, um, especially when you're starting to look at um, for exterior application that will contain a uh, antimicrobial do target mold and mildew on the painted surface. And that's really to inhibit the growth of those organisms on the painted Mm -hmm. surface. So we've designed and developed products that meet really the various needs that our customers have. Um, we're always looking to provide solutions to, you know, the challenges that someone may have in their um, in their building. Mm-hmm. And our show appeals to probably 50-50, the consumer, the healthcare consumer and the healthcare provider. So we've got a lot of solutions here for both sides of that, whether it's the hospital itself or if it's a patient or a consumer. And it's not just going to the store and think, oh, I want a pretty pink. At this point in time, people need to start to pay attention of the different choices that they have and how they can actually protect their health and their well-being in their home or in the hospital and take a look at these different paints that Sherwin-Williams offers. I was really excited to learn more about this. Well, now I know there's probably a lot more, but is there anything that we missed that you would like to talk about today? You know, I think uh, just one thing, uh, you know, paint shield, as we mentioned earlier, it's uh, just like any other paint. Um, 
you know, it's uh, you're going to apply it um, to a pre previously painted uh, surface, just simply two coats of, of the product, or if it's a brand new substrate, obviously you're always going to want to use a primer and then use two coats of it. It's designed to be really easy to apply and provide you with um, some, some nice, really some great hiding um, properties to, and as well as provide you with that durability that um, someone's going to look for in, uh, you know, for a, a kitchen, a bathroom, or a hallway, or, or you know, any type of frequently um, visited type type room. So it's um, it's a nice nice product, nice durable, and and certainly um, I think the other thing that uh, with Paint Shield we do have it uh, UL Green Guard Gold certified, which really designates that um, it is has achieved and been certified um, by Green Guard standard to have low chemical emissions um, uh, for indoor air quality. Um, so that's uh, another added benefit mm-hmm. with uh, with the Paint Shield product, and it's uh, not only this product, but we have many, many different products that we put through the rigorous um, testing as well. Oh, thank you for bringing that up, the Green Guard seal of approval. Yeah, it's again, it goes through quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of testing mm-hmm. in order for them to certify that um, it uh, you know meets their standard. Good, good. So the application, there's no difference in applying this paint. You don't need any special tools. So why not use it, huh? I agree. <laughs> uh, it's a great product and um, provides a, you know, another benefit. Yes. Now, is this paint available to everyone at all of your Sherwin-Williams stores? It is currently available um, in all of our stores with the exception of um, California and New York right now. And okay. All right. Well, then where can folks learn more about this? I guess that and if they want to purchase them, they can go to their local Sherwin-Williams. But where can they learn more? Yeah, certainly they can go to the local Sherwin-Williams store and learn more and, and, and certainly obtain the product. But, you know, there's another. Um, you can certainly go to our, our website. Um, but specifically for this product, we have a website, which is swpaintshield.com. Um, that you can get more information specifically on this product. All right, so SW, which stands for Sherwin-Williams, SWPaintShield.com. Well, now, who knew that paint could play such an important role in healthcare safety? Steve, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. I appreciate that. No problem. Thank you very much for having us. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. Microbes matter. We talked in the past about how the TV remote in the hospital has more germs than the toilet flush handle. That statistic came from a study from the famous Dr. Chuck Gerba. A pro- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Professor of microbiology who conducts his findings at the University of Arizona. 
Well, today, I want to share a random list of additional studies and their results conducted by this well-versed gentleman, also known as Dr. Germ. These results are clearly not confined to hospitals, but rather appear in our everyday life. Armed with cotton swabs, Dr. Gerba and his team have collected over 7,000 samples from workplaces around the country and found that the average workplace has 21,000 bacteria per square inch. That may not mean much to you, but compare it to the average workplace toilet that has an average of just 49 bacteria per square inch. This means your workplace may have 400 times more bacteria than your office toilet. What can you do? Start each day by disinfecting your desk, phone, and computer with a bleach wipe. People don't usually start cleaning the desktop until they're sticking to it. And here's a little restroomology. Most people avoid using the first stall you find in public restrooms, thinking that it is the most often used and will therefore have the most microbes. But studies have found just the opposite. Since we do avoid those, it turns out to be much less used and the cleaner choice. Judge this for yourself by looking at the size of the toilet tissue roll in the stalls versus the others and see if it doesn't seem to hold true. Also, another tip, if you enter a restroom that has stalls on the left and right, choose those on the left. Most people are right-handed and tend to gravitate to the right-handed stalls. And then we have cell phones. Talk about a germ collection device. The germs on your hand go onto the phone and a lot of respiratory viruses are put out when you talk, sneeze, or cough. Dr. Gerba says people are talking dirty and just don't realize it. (laughs) Women's purses. He says never touch the bottom of a woman's purse. One third have coliform bacteria in them. Think about the next time you come home and set your purse on the kitchen counter or dining room table. Yikes. Then he's found that 93% of shoes worn for at least 90 days have E. coli on them. And what about airplanes? Oh, great places. All those people sharing toilets in a short period. And by the time the plane lands, a thin layer of E. coli covers those little bathroom sinks. That projectile flush sprays droplets everywhere. Personally, when I travel, I bring a baggie of bleach wipes and then sanitize my seat and the seat belt and armrests in the tray table before I settle in. I'm kind of surprised, actually, that containers of them are not available as they are in grocery stores. And speaking of grocery stores, what about grocery carts? Let's see. Baby's wearing a diaper and mom puts the baby in the seat facing her and the next person comes along and puts broccoli there. 50% of grocery carts have fecal matter on them. And talking about diapers, Bob and I were in a restaurant last week and I saw a mother sit her diapered baby on the table. Kind of makes you want to stay home. And what about the push buttons on vending machines? One of Dr. Gerba's studies found 35% of vending machine buttons were crawling with germs. Or my favorite, the pens on the credit card machines, especially at the pharmacy section of a drugstore. I always bring my own pen with me or cover the germy stylus with a Kleenex. Then there's the mailbox handles in the post office or the buttons on the ATM machine. Or how about escalator rails at the mall and gas pump handles? More than 60% of gas pump and mailbox handles and more than 40% of escalator rails and ATM machine buttons can be highly contaminated, potentially exposing people to illness-causing bacteria. Then there's kitchen sponges, great places for microbes to live, nice and moist. The bacteria multiply overnight in the billions. 10% of household sponges have salmonella. What's the solution? Use paper towels. And then there's kitchen sinks. Dr. Gerba says if you're cutting carrots and one falls into the sink and you use it again, it has more fecal bacteria on it than if it fell into the toilet. 
And Dr. Gerba says MRSA, an antibiotic-resistant staph infection, is reaching near-epidemic proportions in some settings, such as prisons and firehouses. In his test at five Tucson firehouses, MRSA was commonplace on keyboards, pens, couches, remote controls, kitchen counters, classrooms, and tools. They also found it on 47% of the household hairbrushes and 20% of home desks. Dr. Gerba believes the public needs to pay attention to MRSA. He's especially concerned about the elderly and kids active in contact sports who spend a lot of time in locker rooms where both skin-to-skin contact and the sharing of personal items is more common. And here's three more usable statistics. Germs can be transferred seven times from your hands to surfaces. Viruses can live 24 to 48 hours on surfaces. And paper towels actually reduce bacteria on hands by up to 77%. And one more thing, Dr. Gerba says, good hygiene has prevented more disease than every vaccine and antibiotic ever invented. But we've forgotten that lesson. We need to reinvent hygiene in the 21st century. So, When I tell you to wash your hands, folks, I'm not kidding. Am I suggesting you become a germaphobe? No, I am not. Am I suggesting you become aware of potential sources for bacteria that can cause unwelcome yet easily avoidable health problems? Yes, I am. So after the show, go disinfect your desk or kitchen sink and remember to wash your hands. Get ready. Pat Rulo. Are you planning a corporate or union picnic this summer? Have a group, club, organization, or a large family? Pioneer Waterland is the perfect location. Whether you're planning a picnic for 25 or 10,000, Pioneer Waterland and Dry Fun Park can offer you something for all ages. Pioneer is two parks in one. The Wet and Dry Fun Park plus the traditional picnic park with a reserved pavilion area and picnic grove area. From an outing you and your group will rave about, visit Pioneer Waterland and Dry Fun Park, 106. 661 Kyle Road in Chardon, Ohio, 440-285-0910, or visit the website pioneerwaterland.com. Speak up and stay alive. Five simple words that address a complex problem, and that is your safety when it comes to every healthcare or hospital encounter, or the safety of your family and friends. These words need to be in your mind and on your lips. And to help with that, I wrote the book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, The Hospital Survival Guide, on the recommended reading list of the U.S. Army's Medical Department Office of Quality Management. And it should be on your reading list, too. Get a copy for yourself. Give some away as important gifts. Bring the book to the hospital with you. Lay it on the tray table. Now, without saying a word, everyone knows that you are an e-patient equipped and eager to get out unharmed. You can purchase online for only $19.95 at the website speakupandstayalive.com or call me and order by phone 440-725-5462. That's speakupandstayalive.com or 440-725-5462. Speak Up and Stay Alive. The book tells you how and I hope you do.
Well, today we have a very special guest or two joining the boys to play one of their fave games. And what is it, Bob? Shocking news <laughs> from around the world. <laughs> okay, it gets crazy here, folks. Joining us today is the fabulous Mary Sheehan, a pharmacist and owner of Prescriptions for Happiness, where she helps people on an individual basis to find the solutions to whatever is in their way. She can prescribe the right dose of happiness, and in her honor, we pulled a special edition out of the Game Chamber. It is shocking news from around the world, beyond the pill edition. So welcome to our seemingly random foolish portion of the show. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and who else do we have here? Your husband came yeah. with you. And your my, name? My name is Mike. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. You might not think that once we're all done, but we'll see, right? That was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. You want me to say something? Yes. Okay, I'm Bob, a former financial planner from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yay, Bob. Thank you for being here. You're and, welcome. <laughs> and, and who else do we have? Nymeric. I'm a regionally famous radio producer from Northeast Ohio. Regionally wow. famous. Hey, yeah. where do you find And that? he has a mole rat as a pet. <laughs> well, really? it's, it's a plushie. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. It is interesting, and we will go there later, trust mm-hmm. me. All right, guys, here's how it goes. I will read a beyond-the-pill-related question, and you have to decide if it is true, which we call a shock. Wow. And if you think it's false, you'll say, it's a crock. Oh. So okay. is it a shock or is it a crock? All right, is everyone ready? Let's go for it. Ready. Let's do it. Okay. Here's the Speak Up and Stay Alive shocking news number one. The World Health Organization says that between 30 and 50% of medicines prescribed for long-term illnesses are not taken as directed. Is that a shock or is it a crock? Ask the expert. That's a shock. Okay. Yeah, that's, or it's higher or it's even higher. Okay. Bobby? I'm going to say it's a shock. Definitely a shock. What do you think? Shock. I agree. Yep. Eric? Shock. Oh, gosh. Was that easy or are you guys just smart? Right? That was easy. All smart. Right. <laughs> smart. Both. It is a shock. <laughs> wow. And Mary, I think that speaks to what you are all about, that, that adherence would improve. I think if, if doctors and pharmacists took some time to get to know the patient as a person and explain the hows and whys of their medication. Exactly. Yeah. And that they're getting, the, make sure they're getting the benefits out of them. The patient should make sure they're getting the benefits and the provider should make sure they're explaining what they're supposed to get out of them. All right. And if they're not, the patient can ask, right? Absolutely. All right. We're all in this together. Absolutely. All right, guys, that was good. Mm -hmm. All right, the Speak Up and Stay Alive shocking news number two. According to a study at Ohio State University, more than 70% of older adults use some form of alternative medicine. Is that a shock or is it a crock? I'm going to say it's a shock. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching that age slowly. And I'm going to say it's a shock. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. I think people are, especially when they get a certain age, they'll, they're looking, they have the money, they have the time, and they want to kind of see what else is out there. Nope, I disagree. It's a crock. <laughs> That's too much work. <laughs> what do you think, Eric? Um, I'll just say it's a crock. Um, We're split. I don't know why. It's a split decision. It is. It is. Two, two to two. Two shocks and two crocks. Guess what? It's true. It's a shock. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, oh. boys. I know my people. You... They love their alternative medicine. The survey asked about the use of six types of alternative medicine, chiropractor, acupuncture, massage therapy, breathing exercises, herbal medicine, and meditation. And the most commonly used form of alternative medicine was chiropractor, mm-hmm. uh, which was about 43% of respondents. And acupuncture was the least used. Hmm. thought that was interesting. It is. A... I'm shocked that they still consider chiropractic alternative. 
I know. My goodness, it feels so mainstream to me. I don't know. Yeah, but the thing about it is finally they're paying for it through insurance and Medicare. They didn't do that alone. Right. For years. So, so in that, so it should be, it should mainstream. be considered mainstream. Right. It shouldn't even but it's be not, in that category. But they're yeah. still saying it's alternative. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So we, you might have been right. <laughs> we, if we took right. chiropractic out of there, you would have been right. right. Then it would have been a crime. Yes. That's right. All right, guys, speak up and stay alive. Shocking news number three. A study that examined the effects of placebos on patients suffering from irritable bowel syndrome. It separated the patients into three groups. The first received no treatment. The second received a placebo, which was fake acupuncture using a retractable needle. And the third received the same placebo. But the third was administered by a practitioner who was highly caring, empathetic, and confident. The proportion of patients reporting relief was 28% to the people that got nothing, 44% for the fake acupuncture, and 62% with the fake acupuncture but the nice doctor. Is that a shock or is it a crock? Oh, that's totally a shock. I mean, we have such an influence as healthcare providers on our patients. If we would only tap more into that power, oh, what we could do. Yeah, that's Mary's thoughts. What do you Mm -hmm. think, Bobby? I'm saying it's a shock, too. No, I believe it's a shock. I think there's more about it's not how much you know, it's how much you care. Oh, I like that. That's good. All right. Oh, honey, can I steal that? That's Uh great. He must live with you. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I was influenced. Oh, no, that's good stuff. By her prescriptions Uh, for happiness. Exactly. (laughs) What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I'll I'll say it's a shock. The uh, combination of the power of suggestion and just the general positive feelings from the good bedside manner. Yeah, shock. Absolutely. It is a shock. It is true. Wow. Placebos frequently elicit improvements among patients, possibly by triggering what they say is a release of dopamine in the brain. But what was unusual about this study was that the relationship influenced the response. Now consider Mm. that 100 million Americans suffer from chronic pain. Many become addicted to painkillers. So the question becomes, could more caring doctors bring therapeutic benefits to some of them? Oh my gosh, you know what? With the next prescription of Percocet I give out, I'm going to give a hug. Oh, I do try to send out love when I give the pain pills because, you know, we give out so many. <laughs> I want you to be my pharmacist. I would love to be your, I'd love to be everyone's pharmacist. <laughs> She's everyone's pharmacist. <laughs> all right, guys, we did good. Speak up and stay alive. Shocking news number four. All Western nations, with the exception of New Zealand, Canada and the United States, have historically banned direct advertising of pharmaceuticals to consumers such as we see thousands of times on TV. Is that a shock? Or is it a crock? Wait, if we see it on TV, does that mean um, that that would be a crock? Because that means it's being advertised? <laughs> yeah, just the fact that it's on, on TV is a crock? All right, we got a crock? I'm going to go with the crack. Okay. I'm going to go with a shock. Yeah, that's true. So that's a shock. But I, I'm not sure about Canada. I know U.S. can do it, and I know New Zealand can. I thought they were the only two countries that allow direct-to-consumer drug advertising on TV. And you are right. Yeah. And that's where we caught you in the Crocs. Are oh, Crocs were right. Yeah, that's what kind of <laughs> yeah. like Canada. Yeah, they got us. Yeah. That's what she's saying. It is a Croc because it's only New Zealand and the good old right. U.S. of A. Thanks to the FDA that allow this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's our friend Wheeler. Yep. And it works. In 2008, yes. the House Commerce Committee found that every $1,000 spent on drug ads produces 24 new patients. And a 2003 research report found that prescription rates for drugs promoted with direct-to-consumer ads were nearly seven times greater than those without such promotions. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's pretty huge, isn't it? It is. Money well spent on the part of the drug companies. Absolutely. Also, a professor of family medicine at the Case Western Reserve University, and this was printed in the New York Times, so it must be true. Um, In the case of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, it's a prime example of how all too often a pill substitutes for more human response to distress. 
U.S. clinicians prescribe stimulant medications for ADHD at a rate of 25 times that of their European counterparts. I'm sure you knew that. Yes. I, I, I give out so many of those prescriptions. I do. And I feel so torn sometimes because I'm sure in some instances it's really valid. But I think in others, they just need some skill learning that they just were never taught. And, and the, the parents, parents, the parents need the skills. Yes. Yeah. In some instances or the edu- something with the educational system. There's so many things that could be at play. But I think it's just so tempting for that quick fix. So parents listening to to you, if they've got children where, you know, maybe the, they're on the brink of considering this type of thing, it might be really smart for them to call you and have a yeah, conversation. just like and just a half to, an hour. Yeah, and, and just, just, we'll to just see talk if there's some other way to sort through this right. rather than drugging our children. Yeah, just get some perspective. Oh, and, and if they do decide to, idea. right, just to get some perspective, that's all. Give yeah. us your number. 330-592-5793. And we're going to give it again. So everyone grab your pencils and hold on to them. All right, here is the final Speak Up and Stay Alive shocking news. Forgive me. Better known as the Naked Mole Rat Minute. Yay. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Why do we do this? Because you need to know. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and because the Naked Mole Rat is this show's superhero of sorts. And he was, you might not know this, he was named the vertebrae of the year 2013. How the naked odd. Mole rat. I did not know that. Yes. The Naked Mole did Rat not does not get that. cancer. <laughs> Then we should get to know him better, I think. We are. We okay, are good. <laughs> That's good. So we are going to pay homage to this saber-toothed sausage-looking creature. <laughs> Here it is, guys. Adding to their super survival powers, researchers have discovered that the mole rats do not feel chronic pain. There is also their brain's ability to bounce back in oxygen-deprived conditions. Is this a shock or is it a crock? So they don't have the ability to feel pain? They don't. And they can live in oxygen deprived conditions and then restore themselves from that is that a shock or is it a crock it's a shock i've heard you i've heard this one before that i just can't imagine there's a creature that that that's a vertebrate that can't feel pain yep wow but bob already gave the answer so i'm gonna have to say it's a shock because i don't think bob's trying to trick me over here <laughs> no <laughs> there's strategy involved well i think maybe he is so i'm gonna say <laughs> Oh, Eric. Eric knows all about the mole rat. I already know that the uh, naked mole rat is that awesome. So definitely a shock. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Like I said, Eric introduced us to the naked mole rat. And this is just an incredible creature. Listen to this. Okay. Researchers are studying this trait, which they say that the whole oxygen thing, because it could be the key to helping humans find better ways to treat stroke and heart attack. It turns out that their brains act much like the brains of human babies. The the survival secret, though, is the way the brain regulates calcium. Their brain cells have special calcium channels that close during oxygen deprivation, protecting the brain from cell death. The brains of human babies can do this, too. But as we age, then we these channels no longer stay open. They close. So that can be a problem during a heart attack when oxygen is deprived. Understanding this process could lead to a fast-acting medication given to help protect the brain during an emergency. Wow. Yeah. So I guess if I suffer a heart attack, I'm going to hit the ground. I want the EMS guys to come and give me something to help me be more like the naked Morat. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Preserve your brain. You might need it when you, you know, recover. Exactly. When you wake up. <laughs> yeah. In other research, Eric, and I know you'll find this interesting, scientists have now found that we share 178 unique genes families with the mole rat. <laughs> like, who knew this? Naked mole rat! So the key is to find pathways that make the rats age better and stay cancer-free and then find ways to help humans do the same. Wow. Can you imagine someday you will be dispensing a medication based on 
The naked mole rat. Naked mole rat. The naked mole rat. That would be interesting. Naked mole rat. And and still some advice. I'm sure that whatever medication that needs, there would still be some advice that has to go with it, right? Exactly. Right. (laughs) Guys. Well, today's Beyond, Beyond the Pill edition was popping with interesting tidbits. This is what we learned. We learned that up to 50% of folks don't use their medications properly. 70% of older adults use alternative medicine, such as chiropractic services. Placebo medicine just might work if the provider is empathetic. The U.S. and New Zealand uh, love TV drug ads. And finally, our favorite oxygen-deprived naked mole rat just might hold. (laughs) Everyone's laughing. The secret to long life. So I have to ask, Eric always has the answer, on what other patient safety radio show will you find this type of illuminating information? Nothing. What other patient safety radio show is there? There's not one. Oh, my goodness. It was That was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, thank you for being here You're today. You're quite welcome. I'm glad I came. <laughs> Eric, thank you. You're welcome. Mike, thank you for oh, you're welcome. sharing your wisdom with us and Mary. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, this was great fun. Thank you. And folks, be sure to contact Mary to discuss any issues you may be having in your life that need an understanding conversation. Many times an educated and friendly person with heart is the best medicine. And this gal is a sweetheart. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. Mary Sheehan, Prescriptions for Happiness. Call her at 330-592-5793 or visit her website, prescriptionsforhappiness.com. And folks, don't go anywhere. There's so much more you can learn on America's favorite and maybe only patient safety radio show, Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. And that's a wrap, guys. You got it. Wow. Yay. That was awesome. (laughs) Oh, my God. No matter what your age, life is about successful aging, and it's especially important as we get older. Addressing the needs of the whole person should be the focus of your entire healthcare process. Let's talk about that with my friends from the Welsh Home in Rocky River, Ohio, to see what they do to address this need. Welcome to the show, Sarah Cook. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah, you have a life enrichment program at the Welsh Home. What is that and how does it benefit your residents? Life enrichment at the Welsh Home is an opportunity or or a definition almost of what we want to call the atmosphere that we're providing. We used to use the term activities, but it's beyond activities that life enrichment is addressing. We want to be talking about and focusing on and providing opportunities for people to engage physically, socially, intellectually, spiritually, and have a well-rounded experience and opportunity. One of the things that we've had in the past, and we'll continue to have a lot of parties, and it's important that we continue to engage people socially, but it goes beyond that. As the healing process and the process and the reason people come to the Welsh home is to get better to go home a lot of times, we want to make sure that those opportunities to heal and be engaged are all included. It's not just your physical nature. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. Holistic care is not a one-time action, but rather part of your life's journey. And the Welsh Home understands this. And you do not have to be Welsh to be a resident. Call them today to arrange for a tour or simply to ask questions. 440-331-0420. That's 440-331-0420. Or visit welshhome.com. Well, how was that for a jam-packed show? So much going on today and so little time left. So... I encourage you to head over to the website this week, speakupandstayalive.com. Hopefully get a copy of the book. It's called Speak Up and Stay Alive, the Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide. 
simply go to the shop page. It's only $19.95 plus a couple dollars for shipping. So that's speakupandstayalive.com. And check out all the links there. We've got one on EMF safety, how to stay safe from electromagnetic frequencies. Go to the page about booking me to speak at one of your events. So lots going on at the speakupandstayalive.com website. And be sure to tell your friends to join us for the show. Don't be a radio hog and save it all for yourself. Spread the word. It's a good one. All right, time to head out for this week. I will see you again next week. Same time, same place, but you know me, never the same information. And until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am your guide to safe and successful healthcare and hospital encounters. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. Tired of the same old presentations? Can you forward to slide 38, please? Are you looking for a new, out-of-the-box topic for your next event? Want your group to leave inspired, informed, and satisfied? No PowerPoint presentations and dim lights here. No snoring or snoozing goes on during Pat's presentations. To help your entire group, organization, business, or church stay safe during any healthcare or hospital experience, invite Pat to speak. Pick a topic from her website or request your own. Visit her website, speakupandstayalive.com, or call Pat to discuss how she can make your next event fun, enlightening, and life-saving. Want testimonials? Go to the bulletin board link at the website for color pictures and comments from real people. Again, it's speakupandstayalive.com or call 440-725-5462. That's 440-725-5462.